Welcome back to the Rams Instant Reaction podcast show at Turf Show Times with myself, Kenneth Arthur, and as always, Blaine, the fiasco, Didasco, and uh, no fiasco this week, uh, but certainly a lot of action. You know, if the NFC West is the best division in the NFL, and if the Rams and the Cardinals are the two best teams in that division, then... Uh, Maybe, you know, the best thing for all worlds is not just a slaughter of one team of the other, but an entertaining show, uh, something that really makes uh, any fan uh, excited to be a fan of football. And certainly the Monday night football game between the Rams and the Cardinals, I think, fills that role as uh, as Blaine Didasco was telling me here something similar just before the show as the Rams win 30 to 23 holding off the Cardinals after uh, Arizona recovered an onside kick um, but the Rams pretty much taking control of this game leading throughout and you know really not coming that close to losing the game against the team that was in the one seed, the Arizona Cardinals now fall to 10 and three, and they actually fall to the three seed as the Rams remain in the five seed and one game behind the Cardinals, but now a season split on the series with four games left to go, including next week at home against the Seattle Seahawks. The Rams will have a chance to really end for the most part, Seattle's season with a win as well as keep pace with the Cardinals who will likely get a win against the Detroit lions. Uh, Blaine, I've I, I, I've already said uh, more than I probably should. I'm, I'm just rambling at this point, mm-hmm. but uh, that was uh, speaking of rambling, you know, that's what the Rams uh, did a lot of on Monday night and answered a lot of the doubts that people had a couple of weeks ago. So uh, what were you uh, thinking here in the second half after the Rams took a 27, 13 lead. Uh, what, what was your feeling about how the game would transpire and how Sean McVay and, and Stafford would be able to hold that lead? Were you confident? Uh, well, the, the Cardinals made it a game all the way to the end. I mean, you know, with the onside kick at the very end, you know, it uh, just kept us on our toes and kept us uh, it tuned in. Uh, to the last drive so um, definitely wasn't overconfident the way that the Cardinals have pulled off some of their stuff last last minute uh, at the wire Um, but otherwise um, the way the game played out all throughout sort of mistake-free football uh, Matthew Stafford and and basically all of our best players at their best tonight that made me feel confident the fact that hey here we are playing mistake-free football um, uh, and getting the guys that we need to step up, stepping up. And we're talking about Aaron Donald having the type of game that we were all waiting for, talking about those that kind of know, know that how Aaron Donald affects the games, even when he's not getting three sacks in the game. But yet it's, it's nice to have tonight where this is the staple Aaron Donald takeover. And so that made me confident. Yeah, three sacks by Aaron Donald. He was uh, setting the tone early, and then he finished off the game with a sack as well. So he now has 10 sacks on the season, another double-digit sack season for Aaron Donald here at age 30, mm-hmm. continuing to go uh, as he always has as, you know, you know, one of the best players in the NFL, maybe, you know, arguably – 
you know, you could still say uh, one of the top five uh, players in the NFL and just one of the most unique and mm-hmm. without Jalen Ramsey, because the, for a team that did not play on Sunday, it, it, there was a lot going on uh, in the last, in the 48 hours prior to kickoff with the fact that uh, after Daryl Henderson was placed on the COVID list, then on Sunday, Rob Havenstein and Dante Dion were placed on the COVID list. And then on Monday, Tyler Higby and Jalen Ramsey were placed on the COVID list. And the Rams had to call up six players from the practice squad just to be able to field a full roster part of which may have been felt on that uh, onside kickoff uh, recovery to some degree. Um, but that was the situation that LA was dealt at a time when they absolutely had to beat the Cardinals. If there was any chance of getting um, winning the division and still at this point, potentially, you know, getting the number one seed, it'll still be uh, a difficult road to climb. As I said, you know, Arizona still has the, uh, Lions next week, and um, there is just no real. I don't think any team really has an, a schedule advantage. Um, I know that at the end of the ESPN broadcast, Marv uh, or Steve Levy was uh, saying basically that, uh, oh, yeah, the Rams they have a pretty winnable schedule here. I don't see that at all. You know, you've got uh, two divisional games and road games against Minnesota and Baltimore. So this win tonight was huge. Um, to keep the chances alive of, of really winning the, the division um, and seeing Matthew Stafford go into such a high stakes game um, shorthanded on the offensive line, not having Tyler Higby, not having Daryl Henderson, not having Robert Woods. I mean, there were so many things here that Matthew Stafford, I think proved himself with, with the deep passing and, and that this yeah. offense really can contend with the Tom Brady and the Aaron Rodgers offenses, um and, and especially of course Cooper Cup what do you think uh was is i guess the the key here moving forward um with regards to the offense and and being successful like this week in and week out well today was a big step for you know first of all Cooper Cup is continuing to do his thing i mean he looked uncoverable today at some points um especially with Matthew Stafford having one of his most accurate games so the way those two were in sync today um they looked unstoppable and you know that's uh, one of the things i was looking for in this game is Cooper Cup statistically is the best receiver in the league this year but um you know what we what we were kind of missing or looking for is him being the x factor deciding factor in big games like this against the playoff type teams that we need and so that was that was it today um Odell Beckham Jr uh had his uh has his had his season high with the Rams six receptions today um i think that's him coming into the fold fully as the number 2 receiver uh it feels like that role that Robert Woods held before he got uh, injured for the season. So today was a great look for all three of them, really. Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham Jr., and Van Jefferson. Again, all three coming up big this week like they did last week. Uh, But again, this week against the Cardinals uh, versus last week against the Jaguars. So um, nice consistency from the offense and the passing attack um from last week to this week. I think that's the key moving forward. And that's all to say that that's set up with the run game. So happy to see the run game get cooking the way it is. At least the balance of Sony Michelle, 
20 attempts, 79 yards over those 20 attempts. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's uh, even talking about the packages that were that Sean McVay is using to set that all up. So that balance uh, with the run is what sets it up. Um, and I think uh, the result is getting to see all three of our receivers chipping in and attacking the way they are. You mentioned uh, and we went Cooper Cup and uh, mm-hmm. the, the production and uh, Cooper Cup had 13 catches for 123 yards. Just so mm-hmm. consistent. We've never, I don't know. I, I haven't even done this part yet, but I, I, you never see this kind of consistency from every anyone. Yep. Um, I, I have noted uh, previously on turf show times, you know, just that some of Cooper cups uh, games there, it did seem like, okay, well, these yards didn't come until the game was kind of too, it was too little too late. Um, yep. but still even outside of that, what, whatever the case may be, you just always have receivers who just like, Oh yeah. You know, sometimes receivers just have 10, 15, 30 yep. yards, 50 yards. He doesn't, he's not doing that this year. It's been crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, he now has 113 catches on the year, which is the third most in a single season in Rams history. And that's through 13 games. Yeah. He probably will set the franchise record next week. Uh, mm-hmm. in the 14th game, most is Isaac Bruce at 119 and mm-hmm. uh, second most is Tory Holt at 117. So he's just seven away from the record. Crazy. Um, yeah. And, and if you look even, uh, the leading receiver on the 99 Rams with it, with just putting mm-hmm. it into those, that kind of context, uh, mm-hmm. most catches that year. Do you know who it was? Uh, let's see. Isaac Bruce, Tory Holt. It was Marshall Falk. Marshall Falk. He had 87 receptions, and uh, the most yards uh, that year was Isaac Bruce with 100, 100, uh, 1,165, and he had 12 touchdowns. Well, Cooper Cup has 1,489 yards and 12 touchdowns through 13 games. So he's still kind of threatening for 2,000 yards, even if it is a 17-game season. Um, is there any, is there anybody that Cooper cup even reminds you of, is there anything that, uh, comes into picture in, in mind when thinking about like the, the way that Cooper cup has, uh, developed and asserted himself over these last few years, cause he's so consistently now among the leaders and this year he's put himself ahead of everybody else. And when you look at games like today against, uh, guys like Deandre Hopkins, who, Recently, yep. very recently, we're considered the best receiver in the NFL. Now mm-hmm. you, you have to kind of look towards Cooper Cup, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, today was a good look where DeAndre Hopkins had a great opportunity to have, you know, uh, to have a maybe uh, at least a big game of the best game of the season or career type game with, you know, call it uh, practice squad secondary or uh, or just the absence of Jalen Ramsey. So today was his big opportunity, uh, and yet he was limited uh, to, what, five receptions, 54 yards. Um, and uh, so Cooper Cup, yeah, man, he's, uh, I think what makes him dangerous is sort of his combination of skills or abilities. Um, I In the beginning, I always saw him or compared him to like a Julian Edelman just because he works from the slot and he was such a sort of a uh, expert route runner. But since then, he's evolved, man. So it's hard to, to pinpoint who, who is a good comparison when he's so versatile. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, especially this season, he's turning out to be, you know, in a category all his own. 
Yeah, it's um, it's something where it's like with those those day every there there have been a lot of things that have sort of worked against the Rams uh, and sort of uh, uh, a perfect storm of of things that could have gone wrong in in a game against Arizona, which uh, yep. the Cardinals may be stronger on defense than they are on offense, and mm-hmm. you aren't supposed to you know be without your your longtime starting right tackle and your starting center and uh your starting tight end and you know you're you're integrating obj in here for just the fourth game since the acquiring him and, and he doesn't have any sort of uh reps with matthew stafford prior to then and mm-hmm. you're going up against what's supposed to be one of the best defenses in the nfl and it was pretty well controlled it wasn't just mm-hmm about like the you know the interceptions you know it wasn't like uh the rams were getting a bunch of offensive breaks and and they were getting short drives uh to score touchdowns or you know this all of the scores uh with with the exception of one you know seemed to came come on very uh well sustained long drives where the rams were able to run the ball effectively when they needed to and uh convert those third downs and and hit cooper cup or odell beckham when they needed to um what are your thoughts do you have any thoughts on the performance of the offensive line and specifically you know coleman shelton here getting another kind of a longer extended look at center yeah they did great today i mean uh let's see um uh, what uh stafford take what one sack today if uh any? If, if any i think it was zero at one point but oh yeah. actually he must have gotten sacked in the fourth quarter a few times because yeah. he had three sacks yeah. Uh, otherwise, they look they look good. I mean, uh, Stafford had 287 yards. Uh, you know, he looked like uh, oh, you know what? <laughs> under pressure. Talking about the under pressure, um, uh, that face mask that was the no call that comes to mind. Uh, but otherwise, uh, he had good time out there. He moved. He you know he moved around a little bit, so we got to see him on the move, which meant you know evading the pressure. But um, otherwise, I thought we had, uh, especially with uh, Coleman Shelton missing Rob Havenstein, um, good, decent protection um, against, like you said, one of the best defensive in, defenses in the league, uh, but more so in the run game. Uh, good push, opening up the holes so Sony Michelle can get, uh, in the beginning, I think somewhere in the first half there, uh, we started with an eight-yard uh, average for Michelle. So we got off to a hot start. Uh, with the run game so yeah i think it, with the absence of our one of our starting tackles the offensive line looked good today against a good tough defense yeah if there was anything uh def- you know for the rams defense that uh didn't go well uh it was in coverage of either aj green or, or james connor and uh you know james connor he was targeted nine times he caught nine passes for 94 yards difficult yeah. uh you know difficult assignment for sure I, yep. I was a little surprised how effusive the praise was for James Conner, just because every time I do, I do watch him play for Arizona, he does seem to do well, but he, he you know, overall uh, his, his numbers aren't really any different than they were in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, but today uh, he finishes with 13 carries for 31 yards, only 2.4 yards per carry. But when you score a couple mm-hmm. touchdowns and then, you know, you have 90 yards uh, in the air, that's yep. going to help. And he, he did play. He just kept on making those, those uh, plays. Um, mm-hmm. So definitely that was a good player making a few plays against the Rams defense. And then AJ green had seven catches for 102 yards um, and was able to, you know, make a few highlights, get a few moments, whether it was with uh, against Kareem or who uh, again was a late uh, addition to the defense 
um, because of that, uh, those are that loss of Jalen Ramsey to the COVID-19 list. Um, but overall, what were your thoughts there on the defense, um, in coverage and, and against, you know, Kyler Murray, you know, who picks up a ton of yards, but, uh, doesn't score a touchdown. Yeah, I think that was kind of the story of the game on defense was was just that. I mean, um, you know, when we're talking about bend, don't break type of defense that we've kind of been looking at um, all season, but unsuccessfully to some point when it becomes bend and then break. But today, I think the difference was the pass rush. And so that what was needed in order to compensate for you know the kind of the the personnel challenges being without Jalen Ramsey and even when we have Jalen Ramsey you know it's been tough to to find who's going to be reliable back there Darius Williams has been inconsistent this season so um, you know all season we've been looking for the pass rush you know especially with the addition of Von Miller um, to help to help uh, you know put pressure on the quarterback have them get the ball out quicker and help the secondary that way. I thought this game was the the was an example of that. And starting from the first play, uh, with Aaron Donald just backing the guard up right into Kyler Murray, I thought that was a good tell on how the game was going to go. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, you saw um, Orr get targeted in the first ha- first quarter, and so I like the fact that that was sort of addressed and we um, uh, made some adjustments. But um, I think the overriding um, tell was the uh, the pass rush, Von Miller, uh, Leonard Floyd, all getting involved in the way that they contained Kyler Murray as best they could uh, was the difference in the game. You know, we have these confidence polls uh, every week with SB Nation and SB Nation Reacts and um but for for obvious reasons, you know that that confidence uh, that fans had uh, waned following the three game losing streak. And wow. you know, I, I I even had a survey at some point that was like, well, what do you, you know if the if the Rams don't rebound against the Jaguars, what should that mean for Raheem Morris, or what should that mean uh, for Sean McVay, or what should that mean? if there was any sort of unbelievable collapse against Jacksonville, um, you know, what, what could that mean then? And, and um, I think now not just following a, a blowout win over Jacksonville, but now following a fairly comfortable win over the team that was number one in the NFC. Mm-hmm. I think I run those same polls. And I think when we watch that SB nation, SB nation reacts poll later this week, which this is not any sort of uh, conditioned plug that I have to make for reacts or anything like that. Just, I, I, I'm always fascinated by, you know, just fan reactions because football is is such an emotional thing. All sports are an emotional thing. You know, that's why we watch Um, whether you want to admit it or not, you watch football. I think because of how it makes you feel and it's the emotions that you feel. And um, I think, I've always been fascinated by that part. So I think that those, those responses this week are going to be very uh, different than they were a couple of weeks ago. And maybe now we're back into this uh, potential Super Bowl mindset because the Rams have actually proven themselves um, against a team that was uh, right there. That's contending for the Super Bowl as well. And now they've done that against the Cardinals. They've done that against the Buccaneers. So two wins against teams that are certainly going to be competing for the Super Bowl in uh, January and February. Um, what uh, would you say? Because the, the power rankings are going to be coming out 
I've already mm-hmm. seen one here for pro football talk that has the Packers at number one, the Patriots at number two, the Bucks at number three, and the Rams at number four after beating the Cardinals, uh, followed by the Chiefs at five. Does that feel accurate to you? Yeah, that sounds that sounds about right. I mean, you know, uh, for now that the, the Packers are, are looking pretty hot, the uh, the Buccaneers are continuing to you know keep their streak alive. So today was uh, was a good look. That I think today um, we sit right there with the Arizona Cardinals, but today we we proved that we can beat them in a head to head showdown. So I think no no lower than fourth is where we sit right now. Yeah, that seems fair. Do you feel? Um, what would you like to see in the final four games that would, you know, make you feel um, most confident in, in terms of the Rams being able to make a deep uh, playoff run or a Super Bowl run? We've got Seahawks, 49ers uh, at home and Vikings, Ravens on the road. If you had to pick two of those games to absolutely win, what two games do you think you would pick? I think the 49ers is going to be a big one just because, you know, it, uh, what it call it a division rival, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, even a mental block kind of thing where Kyle Shanahan so far has gotten Sean McVay's number um, just for sort of the team morale and team confidence. Um, that's going to be the last game on the regular season schedule going into the playoffs. So um, uh, I think, you know, for most Rams fans, that's, that's going to be one that we got to win for a lot of reasons. Um, and then after that, you know, the Baltimore Ravens, uh, if they have, um, if they have uh, uh, Lamar Jackson uh, in, in that game, week 17, uh, and they're at full strength uh, at Baltimore, uh, if we can pull that game off, I think that's going to be a big tell. Um, I think those two teams, the Seahawks, you know, uh, the Seahawks, we, we should get that win here at home, um, especially the way that that's going. The, the Vikings have been inconsistent. But if I had to pick two, that um, if we win these two games, we should feel pretty good going into the playoffs. I think it's the Ravens and the Niners yeah. uh, based on the teams and also the fact that those are the last two games going into uh, going into the playoffs. Yeah, that's, uh, I think that all makes sense to me. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the status is of Lamar Jackson um, mm-hmm. and uh, Tyler Huntley, the backup playing, you know, as a backup may be expected to play. But even Lamar Jackson has uh, had some issues this year with uh, sacks and, and interceptions and turnovers, um, but still such a exciting player like Kyler Murray, another player we watched today. Uh, uh, maybe not as much of a passing threat there as Murray is, but it was just an impressive performance overall for, for the Rams to get those two huge interceptions, one by Leonard Floyd, you know, one by Ernest Jones um, uh, for Ernest Jones, you know, an emerging player here, which is something that the Rams uh, really need to be able to say about more draft picks. You know, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's been difficult, uh, especially with the second and third round and for Ernest yeah. Jones, a third round pick, you know, he, it seems like he's really coming up here. And that was such a, a huge play doing it against Kyler Murray too, an MVP candidate. I mean, if we're really talking about it, you know, there were people who were offended if you had said that Matthew Stafford could be an MVP candidate even a day ago, mm-hmm. uh, especially as compared to Kyler Murray tonight, Matthew Stafford, fantastic. Three touchdowns, no interceptions. Kyler mm-hmm. Murray also like really good. You can see why Kyler Murray is a number one pick, 
but mm-hmm. didn't have the touchdowns that he needed, had two interceptions, one of those Ernest Jones, one of those totally underestimating uh, the leaping abilities of Leonard Floyd. And uh, the Rams were able to take advantage of those mistakes um, by Kyler Murray. Uh, I don't know. Do you have anybody? I don't know who the favorite in the MVP race is supposed to be. Is it Tom Brady? Um, uh, is it who is the favorite now, do you think? Well, I think, you know, in, in most people's eyes, it would be Tom Brady, but I think Matthew Stafford, um, you know, reminded people that he should be right up, right up in there in the mix. Um, I think to the next biggest group, it's Kyler Murray. Uh, but I think that, uh, that vote took a hit tonight for sure. Yeah. I mean, you've got the Packers at 10 and three, the Bucks at 10 and three, the Cardinals at 10 and three, the Cowboys at nine and four, um, the Rams at nine and four, and they now hold a two game lead over the 49ers at seven and six and the playoffs overall, is just a very big mess in both conferences, a very big, huge pile in both conferences, really for a lot of those wild card spots. But um, yeah, I'm very interested to it's, it's been a very interesting season, hasn't it? It sure has. Yeah, it, it has been. I think it reminds us about, um, you know, the, the fact that it's a it's a long season. Um, it's very much about you know, it's an evolving season where uh, the most obvious thing, players uh, will come and go. Personnel groups are going to change. Um, but it really does come down to, you know, who's the best team at the right time uh, seems to be the theme of this season. And hopefully that's the Rams looking at the last two games. Um, that's looking to be the case. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt that. Um, the Rams, if they can just, if they can just clean house here, Seahawks, Vikings, Ravens, 49ers. I mean, if if they really clean house here, go 13 and four into the playoffs. I mean, it's not that dissimilar to the bucks last season, just going Mm -hmm. hot right into the playoffs. I mean, it's just going to be, so I'm so excited to get there. There's not really that many, there's not really going to be any surprises. I think that at this point in the playoffs, even if the last wild card or to uh you can't really guess who that's going to be there's no chance it's like if we're looking at those five teams um the cowboys the rams uh the bucks the cardinals and the packers it's just going to be like such a shootout and that's just to get to the super bowl so uh tonight was a great example of just like a great game that we'll mm-hmm. probably see a lot. And this was after on Sunday. I I feel like there were no good games. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was a lot of like blowouts and, uh, and like only some like weird late uh, game things that had happened late in the, in the day, I feel like. But uh, other than that, it was just like not a lot of great games. And then tonight, I think worthy of a Monday night football, I believe. Um <laughs> That's it. I think, uh, I think we've covered all the bases here as the Rams get a big win and improve to nine and four, just one game behind the Arizona Cardinals uh, next week, Seahawks on deck. And for the Cardinals, as I said, they will be going to Detroit to face the lions. Maybe Jared Goff uh, can get just, uh, just this one win here for the Rams uh, except just playing for the lions um, against the Cardinals. And then next week after that, the Cardinals will be hosting the Indianapolis Colts and then at Dallas and then at home against Seattle. So Arizona, you know, potential here to slip up in the final three weeks, at least 
Um, so the Rams definitely have every opportunity to still uh, fight for that number one seed, if not at least the division. Uh, Blaine, what are your final thoughts this week? Final thoughts is uh, way to go, coaches uh, from top down, Sean McVay, Raheem Morris. Uh, great job overcoming the uh, the last minute personnel challenges. Uh, way to get the team to step up to a tough road game that we needed. Um, and uh, by all of our by all of our stars that needed to have a big game, we got it. So, like you said, um, great football for football fans all around. Yes, big uh, games for pretty much all the big stars that were able to suit up for the Rams tonight. Stafford, uh, Cup, Beckham, Whitworth, you know, uh, Donald, Floyd, Ernest Jones, the biggest names in football. And uh, that's it for this episode of the biggest show in Rams podcasting. Come back next week and listen to what we have to say after the Rams play the Seahawks.